Good night to one and all. Welcome to episode three of my podcast. I'm going to get straight into it because I'm going to start. It's very, very depressing. Real Madrid or Real Madrid. How does Real Madrid lose to FC Sheriff at home in the Bernabeu in the Champions League game to a team who has never competed in the Champions League? First things first, we go down one nothing at home. Once again, poor defending, left back not in position, centre back was a wrong but didn't do much. I'm not going to take anything away from the goal. It was a good goal, but we need to be better. And then from there, like it woke us up, went into second gear. Because to be honest, Sheriff didn't do much in this game, if anything at all. They had like three shots on target, two goals. We had 11 shots on target, one goal. Once again, we were just poor in front of goal. Chance after chance after chance after chance, and we just miss everyone. We score from a penalty. Rodrigo missing nice, easy shot inside the box. Jovic with the tapping miss. Benzema had chances. Hazard was looking like he was trying to score. Sheriff goalkeeper was just in outstanding form. So I can't take anything away from them. They did what they're supposed to do. They have six points top in the group. I mean, no one, and I mean no one saw this when the Champions League started this season. But hats off the Sheriff. They're doing what they're supposed to do. They got two important wins. Real Madrid are second in the group. Luckily, Inter Milan and Shakhtar drew one all, So that keeps us in a decent position. Match day three. We are away to Shakhtar. So... We have to win that game. That's not even a, a discussion. We have to win that game, get three points, get to six points. We need for them what we need to get back-to-back wins against Shakhtar Dinesh to make sure we are in command of our own destiny. Because then all we need to do is just win one more home game and 12 points should be enough to see us out of the group. I don't know if it's enough to see us first out of the group, but it's enough to see us out of the group. So these guys need to get their act together. That's back-to-back games that they didn't really perform well. Well, as I said, against Sheriff, they attacked well, but defensively, they didn't offer much because three shots, two goals against 11 shots, one goal, says it all. And Sheriff's second goal was a thing of beauty. I can't even take anything away from that finish. Like, Kota couldn't do anything more. Like, that was an excellent, excellent finish. I would say well-deserved, but... It is what it is, I guess. That's how football comes sometimes. Hopefully, they bounce back. We have Espanol on Sunday morning. So, that's before the international break. I'm hoping that Carlo at least gives rest to some players. Like, I think Kotor could take a rest from bars. Like, just give Lunin a chance. Jovic. I always, I never had an issue with Jovic, but it seems like these coaches have an issue with Jovic. I mean, he got a chance on Tuesday against Sheriff. He didn't take his chances. But Hazard looked good, so I wouldn't go with Hazard from the start. I think Vinicius needs a break also because he's been playing every game, every minute. Camavinga can get a start in the middle. Casemiro obviously is going to play, but I like Blanco. But I don't think Carlos going to take any chances and play a different squad because I don't want to say pressure's on him, but he wants his squad to respond after this disappointing result. 
So most likely he's gonna come out with probably Casimiro, Cross, Modric, and then the front three might be Vinicius, Benzema, maybe Hazard again, or he might take a chance with Rodrigo. I'm not too sure. We have to see what happened on Sunday morning. Also, the PSG versus Man City game. Messi finally got his goal for PSG. And I must say, it was an outstanding finish. Nice soft placement. They thought we were corner pass Edison. Nothing he can do. Mbappe with a nice assist. PSG played. They played okay in this game against City. City dominated possession. And chances created. City dominated. But in football, it's not about chances created. It's about goals taken. And City didn't take the chances. So... For me, they play well against Chelsea. As I said in the last episode, if they come out with these three away games against Chelsea, PSG and Liverpool with three wins, that would be something outstanding. But they lost to PSG on the night. PSG weren't bad to me. City were better. Just didn't take their chances. And this is what I've been saying. To me, I think Pep should have went and at least gone and got Harry Kane. Just paid the money for him. He's an outstanding world-class striker. On his day, Harry Kane is one of the top five best strikers in the world. So Pep should have just tell him to just pay the money, get Harry Kane, get a number nine. Because every single game he goes in this with no number nine, like you take off Jack Grealish and you bring on Phil Foden. Foden isn't a nine. Sterling isn't a nine. Jesus is a nine, but for some reason Pep doesn't use him that much. Like Maris isn't a nine. Like if you want to win the Champions League, you need a number nine who can score goals, like how Barca David Suarez in 2015, Ramage and Benzema, a minute with Lewandowski, Liverpool with for a minute. You always need a nine who's going to score goals or have guys on the flank who are going to contribute from the goals that the number nine are missing. For instance, like Bobby Firmino might not score a whole lot of goals, but Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah makes up for it. And then this season, Jota makes up for it. So if they don't play Firmino, they won't really miss Firmino. Because they are attacking power like Salah and Mane are two world-class finishers. Yes, Grealish is a world-class player. But is he a world-class finisher? Mara scores goals here and there. So for me, he's a hit and miss. Sterling, another hit and miss to me. Jesus doesn't get enough back-to-back games to prove his worth. So for me, it's like... Pep started Jack Grealish probably every game this season. So clearly, Jack Grealish is his go-to guy. But for me, he should have invested in the number nine. So now he has to wait to next season now. Transfer when it opens in June. I don't know if Tottenham are going to risk selling Kane. If Man City are going to bid for Erling Haaland. If it was me as a Man City owner, I would bid for Erling Haaland. Because he's younger. He's hungrier. He doesn't get injured as much as Harry Kane. And he's just an ultimate beast in front of goal. And he's the exact player City need. He's a guy that makes runs in behind. But the only problem is he doesn't speak the English language, which I don't think might be a problem. Eventually he will learn. And he doesn't know the Premier League like Harry Kane knows the Premier League. So Pep might opt for Harry Kane over early in Holland. I mean, it's his choice, but... City, they they need to get it together when it comes to finishing. Like they're controlling games, possessing games. They're doing everything they need to do. 
except putting the ball in the back of the net. And eventually, that's going to come out to hurt you. But on to PSG, the front three did their thing. Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe, they all had good games. Messi played like Messi. As I said, it was a very, very good finish. You only, one can only think that this is going to spark him off to continue playing good for PSG. Maybe he starts scoring more goals. Being a Messi we've seen at Barca. But the amount of talent they have up front, if Messi have a few off games, they'll be alright with Mbappe and Neymar. Because in my opinion, Icardi is a very good striker too. And he doesn't even get a start in PSG. Unless one of the front three is hurt or suspended. So PSG should be okay to win the French League. And I think this is their best opportunity to win the Champions League. Because Ramos hasn't even played a minute yet for PSG. And people keep saying that when Ramos comes, where is Marquinhos going to play and Kimpembe? Well, Ramos and Kimpembe can both play centre-back. And Marquinhos can easily play central defensive midfield with Ferrati, who was absolutely outstanding yesterday. And Wijnaldum. Then you have the front three, Messi, Neymar and Mbappe. So for me, PSG, they'll be fine. Just pressure's on them to win Champions League this year. Because if you can't win Champions League with this front three, who knows, Mbappe might leave next year and go to Madrid. Then your one goal score short. So, but when you have Lionel Messi, some people consider him the greatest ever do it. Between him and Ronaldo. So when you have those two in your team, you always have a chance to win Champions League. Again today, Barcelona. I don't know what's going on with these guys. La Liga had a bad week except for Atletico Madrid. But I don't know what's going on with Barcelona. They were absolutely poor today. Conceded six goals in their first two Champions League games. I don't think you can ask for a worse start than that. Six goals. I think they had two shots on target today. They didn't really create much. Look, the young, I don't know. To me, that wasn't a boy they needed. Like They need to invest and strengthen their back line and get a defensive midfielder for Busquets because he's a little slow. But they went for Luke de Jong. It hasn't really worked out that well to me so far. The boy has been, he's been playing, he started the season well, but now he's he cooled off a little bit. I mean, he scored a penalty in the last game against Levante, but today, Barca won't Barca. I don't know how Ronald Koeman could survive this and keep his job. That's six goals you conceded in two games. I haven't scored one goal. You're last in the group. You still have to play Bayern at Bayern. So it's like, that may be another loss to Barca. So then you have to win your three games. You have to beat Dinamo Kiev in these back-to-back -back games and beat Benfica in the new camp. The way Barca are playing as a Barca fan, they're probably, they're probably not confident because they're watching their team like, what's going on here? Like, I mean, I get the fact you are playing Benfica away from home, but you have enough attacking power to at least beat Benfica. Like, the pie. I mean, okay, you didn't start fatty. Started the young, which I don't understand. Like, I mean, I guess they're hoping for Aguero to come back. He's supposed to be turning in October, I think next month. So, they have to see if they get the Aguero from Man City days. Because he's been injury prone for the past few seasons also. Another pickup, I don't understand where they went for him. I get it, he wanted to play with Messi. But, I don't understand the direction Barcelona are going there right now. Guys taking pay cuts, team in huge debt. Not buying the white players. When you do have a little bit of money, you're investing your money in the wrong players. It's like things for them are just going from bad to worse. I, my honest opinion, I think they need to just 
just get rid of Ronald Koeman. Bring in somebody. I mean, they've been talking about Javi. Yes, when you bring in Javi, you might take a losing season or not winning the league or fighting for top four. But just bring him in. Let him get, you know, a little accustomed to coaching in the big leagues. And then once you get your situation with the debt under control, start investing in players that Javi might think would be a good, would be a good fit for Barca Tikitaka and build from there. Every team has to go through its struggles. You, everybody's not going to get as lucky, how, I'm be honest, you're not going to get as lucky as how Zidane was and come right to Madrid and win three Champions Leagues back to back to back. That's very, very hard to do and quite impossible. But Barca is a big enough club. They need to be competing for trophies. And right now, they aren't competing for no trophies. In the league, I don't think they're the top four in the league. I mean, they have a game in hand. But in the Champions League, you should be... I'm not saying dominating this group because Bayern is still an excellent... I think Bayern is still the best team in this group. Probably one of the best teams in the Champions League. But you should be at least second in the group. Losing to Bayern at one 3 nothing, that's understandable. Without Messi, it's understandable. But to then lose to Benfica, 3 nothing away from home with two shots on target, that's, that, 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 that can't be happening. Ronald Koeman, for me, has to... I get the fact that as a coach, you probably put out your best players, but clearly something he's doing wrong that isn't really working out because I think the assistant coach was coaching them on Sunday against Levante and they look better than any game they played so far this season on the Koeman. I don't know if Koeman was the one, the tactics in that game, I hardly doubt. But for me, he needs to go. He, he's, he, he's, not, he's not the man for this for this, this team. He keeps bringing all these Dutch players, Depay and De Jong. And I, I get it, but like, you just can't bring in players that you like. You got to bring in players that suit the squad you have. So yes, you might think Depay is a good fit, which is not, he's a good player. But why look De Jong? Why waste your money on De Jong? That's the last thing you needed. Because you still have Fatih to come back, Aguero to come back, Dembele to come back, when you have De Jong. To me, that that makes no sense. But we will see what they do as a club. Because the back line to me needs freshening up too. They sold Markham, I think the Tottenham. I mean, I guess they need money, but like, you kept Sergio Roberto, you brought in Eric Garcia. I mean, he he hasn't been that great since he came to Barcelona. I mean, he was at City. He wasn't getting that much minutes at City. Came to Barca. And he just, some games he doesn't even start. I mean, he does play. It's like, he's just a walking mistake to me. But, I mean, hopefully they'll figure it out. As a Real Madrid fan, people might think that I want to see this, but I want to see Barcelona suffer. In the league, maybe. But in Champions League, I always want La Liga teams to compete. Because I don't want people to think that my league is just trash. But other than that, they will have to decide how they can move forward with Ronald Koeman. If he makes it to the end of the week without being fired, I'd be very surprised because their next game is against Atletico Madrid. And that won't be an easy game. Because you know how Atletico Madrid play. They play that sticking, I call it kind of boring football that I don't like to watch. That's just my honest opinion. Speaking of Africa Madrid, I don't want to say they were lucky against AC Milan, but when AC Milan had 11 versus 11, AC Milan easily were outplaying Africa Madrid. 
but a red card to me it wasn't a, it wasn't a second sending off on Kessie I don't think it should have been a yellow card a second yellow but you know who am I Varlet taught it and I guess when Varlet taught it they decided you know what send him off and then for there I feel like we just had to take control of the game because obviously they're ma up to me the goal was a good goal from Griezmann but the penalty was a very bad call to me it hit the African Madrid player's hand first and then onto the AC Milan hand. Vars to be seeing that because we took a good look at it. I seen it on the first look. So I'm saying, why are you wasting so much time on this decision? And then to make things worse, you give the penalty kick to African Madrid. And of course, Suarez is not going to miss that penalty in the 96th minute. For some reason, African Madrid have been getting some late goals this season. But, you know, who am I to say? It is what it is. So... I think they have four points in their group. AC Milan last in their group, which to me is very harsh because AC Milan has played excellent football in both games against two tough opponents. Like Liverpool at Anfield, you come from one up and down and take the lead 2-1. So to me, AC Milan going forward looked like a good team. They should have won yesterday, but things didn't go their way. Now we got to see how they do in these back-to-back -back games against Porto. Who are absolutely smacked by Liverpool. I mean, Liverpool this season scoring goals, three or four goals a game. Salah's looking like one of the best players in the world of football. They're doing all this without Bobby Firmino even contributing. As I said earlier, when you have Salah and Mane who can score goals to you at any time, and then you put Jota in the number nine position, who, is, who isn't really actually in number nine, but they put him there. And he still contributes. For me, if Romina has an okay season, Liverpool will be fine going forward. Liverpool, to me, literally one of the best, probably so far this season, literally one of the best top three teams in Europe, as in defence and attack. They absolutely outplayed Porto yesterday in Porto. It was so easy. They were literally just walking the ball in the back of the net, just tapping it in. Like, some of the passes these guys were making for goals was just outstanding. And... Let's get Curtis Jones. I don't know where he came from, but he had a good game yesterday. He's making life for Klopp very, very hard because Klopp had decisions to make. Like, do you go with Jones, Keita? You still have Fabinho. Obviously, he doesn't use Milan that much. But that kid is one to watch for the future. Salah is Salah. Van Dijk is just being a rock in the back, per usual. Trent's having a good season. All around, I think Liverpool is just a well-oiled machine. Like they have everything, <clears throat> they have <clears throat> everything they need from front to back. I don't think there's anything they're lacking, to be honest. They have a good hole in midfield in Fabinho. They have a good centre back in Van Dijk. They have a good goalkeeper in Allison. They have good two good wing backs in Trent and Robertson. And then the front three is just magnificent, and that's without Firmino. Firmino right now comes off the bench for Jota. So for me, Liverpool, to me, are the favourites to win the Premier League. Obviously, the Champions League is a little tougher. It's all about luck sometimes. So now we have to see, once they get at this group, who they're playing in the round of 16. Because the way it's looking at Real Madrid, when it comes second, if Barca bounce back, they might come second. PSG right now second. PSG, sorry, is right now first in their group. And Man City, I think, is second in their group. So... If Man City could somehow win the group and PSG comes second, 
like a another opponent for Liverpool. So, you know, so far for them, so good. I like the way they play football. Just the constant press, possessive ball. That's one, that's one thing that certain coaches I like to see. Always have your team playing the style of football. Pressy football. You want the football for yourself. The opponent doesn't need to have the football. You need to have the ball. Once they don't have the ball, they don't know what to do. They always say that. Just press. Make them uncomfortable. Don't ever make them comfortable. That's how coaches are supposed to coach. At most big team coaches will coach like that, as I always say. They will be going through these problems and issues that they'll be going through. Some teams like to sit back. Liverpool is not want to sit back. Clock, you can see the 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 clock face when he just, you know, like don't like how things going. He show you, talk to you. So he yell at you to let you know, like, you know, like, get it together. It's not always tell like football. And last but not least, I want to talk about Cristiano Ronaldo. People always call him the tapping merchant, the tapping king. They want to hate on Ronaldo. For everything this man has done in the world of football, Champions League, most games. Champions League, most goals. Yesterday, he didn't have the best game. I saw the game from start to finish. He didn't play that great. But guess what? When it's all said and done, he scored the most important goal for Mayu to get in the three points they need. That's all that matters. Whether it's inside the box, whether it's outside the box, a goal is a goal. His job is to score goals. If you if you can't mark him in the box and he's scoring these toppings, that means you're doing something wrong as a defender. Because if it's so easy, every single striker would do it. It's not that easy. It's just called being in the right place at the right time and understanding football. It's called instinct. That's what he has. So people can hate on this man as much as he want, but I don't think it fazes him. So if people want to say Messi is the best or Ronaldo is the best, to each his own. I think they're two great players and we will never see two players like this do what they did for the past 10 years. For me, today, my United, they were okay. I think Villarreal played a better game in the first half. They looked like the more dangerous side. My United had their chances too, but Villarreal had my United on the back foot for the entirety of this game. But my United got the result they need. They have three points now, so I think it's four, four, three. So it's like, it's a tight group. So we have to see what happens next. My United got to play Atlanta in the next two. That won't be easy because Atlanta is a very attacking team too. So my United have to be very, very, very careful. But all in all, Ronaldo did what Ronaldo usually does. And that's score goals and put the team on his back. I call him Mr. Champions League because he's proven his worth. And that's that. I'm not going to sit and discuss who is better between him and Messi. If you like Messi, you like Messi. If you like Ronaldo, you like Ronaldo. I respect both as great football players. And that is the end of my podcast. Thank you for listening. Hope you guys have a good night. Bless and peace.